All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I am super excited. My name is Joshua Miller. I am an executive coach and author, and I am your host for Coach's Corner, Conversations for Emerging Leaders. I am really, really excited. Um, we have an excellent topic today, and this is one actually that um, I crowdsourced from my amazing family uh, and connection uh, and network on LinkedIn. And today we're going to be talking about how to achieve um, mental toughness in the real world. I know people talk about uh, mindset and they talk about, you know, toughening yourself and your mind in yourself and your mind in in the office place and in the workplace and outside of it. And I thought it was a topic that we should almost demystify a little bit. And um, I'm super excited because <clears throat> I have on with me um, a, a friend of mine, somebody I've known actually for uh, probably well over, I would say, 10 years, um, maybe even a bit, little bit longer. And um, this is a gentleman who um, he doesn't need an introduction. I'm going to give him an introduction because he deserves an introduction. First and foremost, uh, we are um, a day after uh, Veterans Day. And so I want to just say that for um, all the people who um, have served um, in the military and have uh, dedicated and given um, their lives um, to uh, essentially to protect us and to give us the opportunity um, to live um, the way that we get to and to do shows like this, um, I just want to say thank you. And um, really just my, my heartfelt um, blessing because Honestly, without you, uh, it, none of this would be possible. Um, <clears throat> so my first guest, his name is Jared. That's what I call him, period. Um, and Jared is an amazing individual, incredibly humble. Um, the first time I met this guy, um, I didn't even know really what he did. Um, and we connected because we had a similar background in the world of advertising. Um, but later I found out that he had um, a very distinguished uh, career um, as in the Navy. Um, doing special operations, which I'll let him talk to you about. Um, the laundry list of things that he's accomplished, he will never tell you. So I'm going to just do a few of those things. Um, first and foremost, he's gone on numerous missions around the world, uh, most of which he probably can't talk about. Um, he does hold uh, security clearance um, for the U.S. government. And I think the thing to me that um, I'm most impressed about is that he has trained um, armed forces, special forces, uh, secret service um, in high stress environments with very minimal or uh, margin of error. And to me, that is the epitome of being a leader. So um, really, without further ado, um, I want to bring Jared on. And uh, Jared, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, Coach's Corner. Thank you for coming on today. Um, and thank you, first and foremost, for just your service for the last eight years and everything that you've done uh, for our country. Thanks, Josh. Uh, being here. Cool. Um, so can you just tell a little bit? Of, uh, I mean, I think your story is quite phenomenal. Um, I think a lot of people, when they talk about mindset and they hear from someone who's been in the military, sometimes there's this long, you know, story that goes with it or, or, or things of that nature that I think is very compelling. I think what would be great is if you just at even at a high level, explain to people how you got into the military, because um, I think it's a circuitous route. And and then we're going to just dive into questions. So um, why don't we first start with um, just kind of a little bit about your background and, and how you got to do what you're doing? OK, uh, well, it was like you said, it was very 
circuitous. I went in when I was 28. Before that, I was in advertising. I went to art school in New York City. Completely different mindset than what the military is, but it was something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to serve. I, you know, always fantasized about doing something badass, you know, jumping out of airplanes, blowing stuff up. <laughs> so uh, it was something that I had to do before I was too old. So yeah. I, I was in advertising. I thought it was a soul sucking industry and I wanted my life to have a little more purpose than yeah. selling products. So sure. I took the summer off and I, I had some realizations and I decided to enlist. I had a bachelor's degree, but I didn't get a commission. I decided to go into the Navy like everyone else does after high school. So I went into Navy with like 18 year old kids that, um, you know, they, they haven't seen anything. So yeah. I went in specifically for the SEAL program. I took six months before I actually went to boot camp and started training because I had the goal of being a SEAL. I was like, I'm going to be a SEAL. That's it. I just made the decision. Yeah. And I started running and I was never a runner. So I, I had to get to six miles a day. So I kept building myself up. Uh, mile after mile, and then I had to run in boots, uh, so then I added the boots to the mix, and I also had to swim for time, so I never swam certain strokes for, for time. I mean, I was always a good swimmer, but I never mm -hmm. swam, you know, four times specifically, so I joined the master swim class at the YMCA and got myself to where I needed to be for these, the standard that was set, yeah. and off to boot camp I went, and when I got to boot camp, uh, I was with over a hundred, you know, eighteen-something-year-old kids, kids, and then I contracted viral pneumonia. Wow! And I was failing my run times after all of that because I, I was really sick. So yeah. I got to the point where I had to make a decision. I was like, Am I going to go to the, the big fleet at 28 years old and do some job that I didn't want to, or uh, I had to start looking at options. So then I started looking at the other special operation programs yeah. and I found out about EOD, explosive ordnance disposal. And I was like, this is, and I sat down with what they call the dive motivators and um, learned about what it was and it's bomb disposal, but special operation bomb disposal that, you know, so a bomb technician that gets attached to special operation teams. Uh, and anyway, so the skill sets were, a lot more aligned with what I wanted to do because I was I was certified as a scuba diver when I was 10 years old. Anyway, uh, EOD techs dive actually a lot more than SEALs do. So uh, I, I felt that it was it was more aligned with what I wanted to do, and I did that for the the next eight years after that, and I never looked back. I thought it was one of the most rewarding professions out there. That's that's amazing. I mean, I I. Like, I won't lie. I mean, for me, the idea of enlisting sounds really well, actually, that sounds terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Being a SEAL or, 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 or diving or doing some of those types of things actually sounds pretty. I mean, it sounds really, really intriguing. Uh, definitely not for me, um, but obviously for certain people. Um, what I what I want to do um, for for the audience and, and you know, and I'm, we talked about this, Jared, is I actually I asked 600, <clears throat> excuse me, 600 of my connections. Uh, what what questions would you have for my guest? 
and 437 people responded. And I tried to do my best to take all of the questions and kind of look for themes and compile them together. So I've got a series of questions I want to I, I want to ask you on behalf of, of the listeners, Jared. Um, and the first one is really, can you just describe your training just at a high level? What is it? What did you have to go through? Because I know we're talking about mental toughness, right? And I think um, uh, there's a lot of mystery around, you know, just the armed forces in general, some of the special operations people that enlist and the things they have to go through. Can you talk a little bit about some of the training that you had to go through that toughened up your mindset? Sure, absolutely. Um, and it's actually a perfect topic for <laughs> for what I went through. Um, as soon as I got to EOD school, uh, it was a fire hose of information, EOD, explosive ordnance disposal. So at bomb school, basically. First, uh, three tests the first week. The first test was learn 50 fuses and how they function and be able to identify them. Now, now uh, <laughs> you have to understand, I came from advertising and an art background. So my mind just didn't work that way. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, we've got to memorize all this stuff. and. And so throughout school, it was like that. It was, and you were only allowed to study two hours in the morning. It was a study hall because it was classified information. So you had to, you really had to, well, I did. I had to force my brain to learn in a new way. Yeah. I, was, I was an abstract thinker, and now it's all logic and procedure-based thinking. And so I had to go through this internal growth in my mind. I had to. I almost I willed it. I willed my brain to start <laughs> operating in a different way. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would have I would have failed. And I'm, we're going to talk about this more later on. But yeah. it, it's that commitment to the goal um, and the fear of of survival. Because uh, if I failed, I would go to the fleet. Right. And then now I'd be 28 years old in the fleet doing something I never wanted to do. Um, so there's there's survival aspect, and then there's the the goal and focusing, focusing on that goal, which is what got me through. So, I mean, I took as much notes as I could and studied as much as I could. And eventually I started, my brain started to make new connections or the, the neurons started to fire differently. And I yes. was able to uh, make it. It's a year long process of just test after test after test. So, uh, yeah, it was extremely difficult from that aspect. And then, We'll just go past EOD school. So that was uh, a task unto itself. But before before EOD school was dive school, and I had to you have to tread water with with basically your hands out of the water, um, holding bricks. And I never treaded water, I tread, but I, you, I never treaded water with weight like that. Right. Uh, and that was that was a battle because I kept. You know, you have, to, you have to tread water for a certain amount of time with your hands out of water holding weight. And <laughs> it's extremely difficult if you haven't done it. So uh, that and again, it goes back to mental toughness. Toughness. It's yeah. like if, if um, I found the people that I needed to find in dive school to help train me. Yeah. Being able to tread water with bricks. I so it's kind of, I don't want to take too much time, but I never specifically trained that task. And so I trained all these other things before I even left, but I never trained treading water with weight. And that was an extremely difficult task 
for me because I've never done it before. And but I eventually I did it when I needed to do it and I passed. Uh, but it all goes back to that commitment. It's just like you're going to figure out what you need to do yeah. in order to get what you want. I want to ask you. So the next question um, that I have from from the viewers and, and for people listening in and then there's a lot of people right now, um, if you're committed to strengthening your mindset, I would love for you to type in the word brain, B-R-A-I-N. Just type it in. I want to see how many people listening and viewing are actually committed to building a stronger mindset. Um, the next question I have, and I've got a lot of them, so I want to make sure we get to them, is what does it take to actually strengthen your mind? Right? I mean, there's a lot of apps. There's a lot of products. There's a lot of gizmos. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of people telling you, here's how you strengthen your mind. Meditate this. Do that. I would just love to know your point of view. What, is it, what does it take? Adversity. I mean, you can't manufacture adversity and commitment. So putting yourself in the environment where you're facing adversity comes with having a big goal. So if you have goals, you're going to meet adversity. Just what the world's going to throw at you. So uh, reading a book or I don't know, asking someone to teach you how to have mental toughness is extremely difficult. It, yeah. it all goes back to your commitment. I mean, you're, you're going to break your commitment when you say you're, when you say you're going to break it. So yeah. however strong that commitment is, is going to take you to completion. It's going to make you overcome that task. Um, or how do you develop it? Uh, well, you have to, you have to be committed, and yeah. that's the main thing. You have to be ultimately, with every fiber of you, being committed to that goal, that task, to yeah. uh, to prevail. You know, it's so two things. One is, <clears throat> I love that you just broke it down to the most basic form, which is just be committed to something, right? I mean, how can you how can you expand your ability to think or do or behave if you're not focused? Well, a focused on something in your future, but also committed to what that thing is, which is actually a perfect segue, because one of the questions that came through multiple times was this, uh, this, this, I guess uh, we call it this connotation of commitment versus adversity. So I think it's a perfect segue that you just started talking about commitment and adversity, because a lot of people were asking, what's the difference between adversity and commitment? And I, and I think. I think there's a clear difference, right? I mean, adversity is what you face. Commitment, I would say, is how you approach the adversity, right? Are you committed to achieving or overcoming the adversity or not? Um, but can you talk maybe a little bit about the role commitment plays and adversity as it relates to, I mean, I think you just touched on this, strengthening your mindset? So there's, okay, so there's a compound effect. Every time you conquer a challenge so adversity is going to throw all these challenges at you and then you're going to based on your commitment decide am i going to conquer this challenge or not is it going to break me or am i going to move that line and we were talking about this earlier is about yeah. moving that breaking point uh, farther and farther and every time you accomplish something that line gets pushed but it also builds self-confidence that you have accomplished something so it's kind of like this internal strength that you're building within you like this superpower against yeah. uh, adversity and that's something that you can always rely on is yourself the more you the more you can take 
the more you can handle. And it, and then you never know what your breaking point is until you cross it. So people think I can't do this or I can't do that or I'm not going to be able to achieve this. And those those words are like poison. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's poison, and you decide you decide what you can handle. So right. if you don't mind, it doesn't matter, and and it just you just keep pushing that line until yeah. until either your body fails or your mind fails, and which is death. So um, you can pretty much handle anything. Just look at POWs that have been you know like uh yeah just trapped for yeah. years on end and having to survive. I mean like. Let's put things in perspective. You yeah. can handle anything. No, I, I, I love what you just said. Uh, if you don't, if you, I think you just said, if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. I know that's kind of a play on words, um, which is something I love to do. Um, <clears throat> so the next, the next thing I, I kind of just typed this in because I thought it was really interesting is the concept of find the line, right? Find the line for you and then move it, which is really all about limitations, because you'll never know. Just to piggyback on the adversity and for people listening. You, whatever your goal is for you, that's your line. That's it, right? Not yeah. for anybody else to tell you. The goal is to uh, get to that point, right? Get to that line and then ultimately find a way to surpass it, to move past it, um, to keep moving it little by little. There is a, a great inspirational movie. I forget the name of it. Um, someone's probably, uh, maybe will we'll write it in. It was... Um, uh, it's a football inspirational scene where um, there's the coach is talking to one of the players who doesn't think that he can crawl from like 10 yards with somebody on his back. And basically, Any Sunday. what is it? Any given Sunday. No, I don't think it's that. It's older. It's not the Al Pacino movie. It's uh, oh. it's no, no, that was a good one. But this one and, and the kid doesn't believe he can do it. And the coach keeps telling him, go, go, go. And finally, he's like, I give up. I give up. And he takes the, the blindfold off his oh, head. Yeah. Yeah, right. And he went the whole distance. And I love that because it's it's the truest form of what we're talking about. Right. Find the line for you and then move it. You won't know what you're capable of doing until um, until you surpass that. And I think it's really important for people listening that this is not about setting these lofty aspirational goals that look good for other people, but don't inspire you. Um, I think these are things that have to be they have you've got to have skin in the game. Um one of the, the next question that I that I that came in, which I, I, I think this is this is one that's interesting, um, is how do you use your training in the real world? Right. So you've gone through all this crazy stuff. I mean, help me understand how holding bricks and weights and treading water. How does that translate into either the workplace or just in real life relationships? Like, how do you take the transferable skills around building a mindset in one area of your life and then utilizing it in, in another. Can you help people kind of conceptualize what that looks like, please? Well, it translates to everything. Okay. Uh, so your that power that I was talking about, that internal strength, is, yeah. it's something you take everywhere with you. you. Whatever you do, you you can rely on the fact that you know that you've accomplished things. You've you've been met with adversity and you've triumphed and once you accomplish one thing or two things or three things you know like well maybe i can do that or i can do this and then um so it it relates to like for example right now i'm taking a sabbatical to help my my family with renovating a house and there's yeah. so many things that i never done before but sure. once i i did one thing i'm like i'm going to learn on youtube figure out how to do this and then do it and 
you just keep you just keep pushing that line. They're like, uh, I don't need to hire a plumber. I'm going to learn how to braise copper pipe. Yeah. And then, and yeah, I mean, you may mess up, but then <laughs> that's when you hire a plumber. But um, you just <laughs> you have the you have the self confidence to try things and and potentially fail. But the more you accomplish them, the, you know, the more you you build that strength, and it translates to every everything you ever want to do in life. I love that. And, and again, I think for people listening in, <clears throat> what I would invite you to do is think about at least one area of your life where you defied some odds, whether it was self-imposed or somebody else's. Someone said you couldn't do something or you thought you couldn't do something. It could be as simple as just getting to work on time more than one day, right? A one week in a row. Look for the evidence that you have achieved something great. That is what Jared's talking about. That is how you can transfer or use what you create or learn or accomplish in one area of your life into another. It doesn't have to be this big seismic shift. It doesn't have to go through multiple trainings or so on and so forth. It just look at your life, take stock and be grateful for what you've accomplished, know it, own it, and see how you can apply that confidence. Because you said the word confidence, I think is key. Um, the next question, I, I mean, this is this is kind of a broad question, but I think it's a real relevant one. Before we jump into it, I just want to give a okay. shout out. Can I just pause you yeah. on that? Yeah. The, the self-confidence is built. You build that. It's uh, The world's going to tear you down. It's They're going to tell you you can't do something, you can't have something, you don't have the skill set for this. Sure. Uh, but every time you go after what you want to do, regardless if you know how to do it or not, the more you accomplish, the more you realize that you can accomplish things, which compounds itself, which is what I said earlier. Yeah. And then you always draw on that. And it's... And you basically make this impenetrable mental fortress against the world, and you keep adding to that wall those those ramparts, and and it becomes thicker and thicker. And, and it's just the the more adversity you get, and until you get to the point where you realize you're unbreakable, yeah, nothing that the world is going to throw at you is going to break you. Um, it's almost like a superhuman power. Well. I think everyone would love to have that power, <laughs> right? And I think that's that's kind of a great segue into the next question. Um, I, I want to give a shout out real quick to Brian, who's who uh, first and foremost, and Suzanne, who both said they're working on their mindset. Um, but the movie I was talking about was either uh, I think it's they they must be giants or facing the giants. I'm not sure. I think it's they must be giants. Um, this is a great movie. There's a great inspirational scene. Uh, you can find it online. I recommend it. So the next question. Um, there's really two questions and I'm going to kind of the first one is how can how can I become a better leader? This question showed up 221 times. Swear that. So almost 50 percent of the people that that signed uh, that that answered the question want to know just, hey, how can I become a better leader? So what would you offer up in terms of just, hey, how can the average person just become a better leader? I would say. You focus on the needs and personal development of the people you're leading before your own. Always Love think it. about the, the. I would say always put the people before yourself, and once and always look out for them. You know, yeah. you're always look out for their best interests, and I think that will make a solid leader. I agree. I, it's very it's it's selfless servant leadership. I think it's um, when I think of all the people in the military who essentially putting their lives in, in, in service of others. I mean, that is the epitome of what we're talking about here. Um, this one was kind of, I, I think, kind of 
an obvious one to some extent when we talk about mindset is uh, how can I push past my fears? So what do you what would you say to people who right now are listening in, <clears throat> excuse me, and most likely battling with something, right, whether it's in their personal or professional life? I don't know. How do I push past this? What what would you offer up to them? Okay, so a lot of people don't like being uncomfortable. I, mean, like, <laughs> I don't like being uncomfortable, but sure. embracing being uncomfortable, uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable, uh, you can you can accomplish so much. But uh, if you ask yourself if this fear is is real or is it something that's controlling me, does, is there an actual is there something out there that is is legitimate? Like, should I be afraid of this thing? Is it going to kill me? Am I? Yeah. You know, if, if it's not, if it's if it's manufactured a self-manufactured fear, I'm breaking it down logically. Yeah. Uh, and then putting yourself in that into that fear, and then realizing that you're still alive and you're fine. Um, and the more you do that, I feel that you you know you'll conquer that fear. Yeah. But you have to embrace being uncomfortable. Yeah. I love it. Uh, somebody, so I read somewhere in with the suck. Um, but, which I love. But, but it is. But the thing is, you're talking about something that is really, really important, which is um, rationalizing or, or almost decoupling our emotional state. Right. A lot of our fears are just emotion based. And so it's like fact versus fiction. What's really going on versus what we are feeling is going on. And um, I think in order to push past your fear, to your point, you have to be able to analyze it and understand what's actually happening. Because what is it? 99% of most of our fears don't come true, right? Or whatever the statistic is. So we're really great at collecting evidence to support whatever belief we have going on. And if the fear is going to grow and grow and grow, I would invite people to look at how much evidence have you collected, right? Like, do you have a storage closet just with evidence to collect whatever narrative you got going on? And it's probably not empowering. Um, I want to move on because we got a few more questions to get through. This one is, um, I think this one is really interesting, and I'm curious how you're going to answer this one. It's, um, it's about being bullied in the workplace. Uh, this showed up a couple of times. So and this is something people, uh, we're dealing with in society, right? People are being bullied all the time, especially in schools. But it happens also in the workplace. And I'm curious, what advice would you have for someone um, around how to handle that? Well, the military is no exception. The military is like high school. I mean, <clears throat> you're going to run into conflict personality conflicts all day long. Sure. Um, and I <clears throat> same in any other workplace. Uh, I think that the, the best, the best uh, thing to do would be confront that person or confront uh, whoever's bullying you or yeah. the situation head on, nip it in the bud before it gains momentum. Uh, and you just got to shut it down. It's like prison rules. You know, you just got to shut it down. <laughs> well, I think there's, first of all, I appreciate the honesty around that. Um, confronting things head on, obviously, which just kind of goes back to pushing past the fears. What I would offer up for people listening, you know, when it comes to um, <clears throat> in the workplace, um, and obviously this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm biased in a good way. Go seek out someone in, in human resources. Go talk to somebody, your manager or someone, um, if it's if it really is a situation that needs to be addressed. It's it's important. And nobody should be bullied anywhere uh, any at any time. Uh, we have three more questions to get through. Um, the next one is, and I, I mean, I think this is actually kind of interesting. You're out of the military now for, you know, a little bit. Um, how do you remain sharp and focused? Because I'm Unless you tell me different, I don't imagine you're going to the Y uh, on weekends with, you know, 20 pound kettlebells 
in the deep end, just treading water for fun. So help, help people understand exactly what, how do you, how do you maintain, this is the question, right? How do you maintain what you spent eight years perfecting outside of that? And for people, before you answer, for people listening, you may be in one career thinking about a transition, you, you, and, and it may be lateral, or who knows, or you may have done military service and you're transitioning into another part of your life. So help, help people understand, what, how, do you, how do you remain sharp and focused? Maybe they can learn something about that. Uh, well, I'm a very analytical person. If I, if I start thinking about things, I get lost in this whirlpool of paralysis, um, and I'll just think about, you know, um, all the details about something, and nothing gets done that way. Honestly, you obsess on on why you shouldn't do something, or you basically you will you create your own doubts, uh, and so I put the blinders on and. I force my brain not to think about things. I, just, I, I don't know if that if that makes sense, but I put those blinders on and I think about the task yeah. that needs to be done, and then push everything else out. Sure. And that's just stay in the moment, stay with that task, and just think about task completion. Uh, and and nothing else matters. Nothing yeah. else matters. Just laser focus on that goal. How do you stay laser focused? Well. I mean, you, it's mindfulness. It's mindfulness, yeah. thinking about the thing that you want to accomplish, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, like, ignore life, but, I mean, sure. everything related to that task, I mean, push it out and yeah. just stay in the doing. Yeah, I love – so, I mean, this kind of – this goes back nicely to some of the other conversations and questions that we had here, which was, <clears throat> you know, just be intentional, right? Know where the line is. Um, I love that you say task oriented. You know, there's the whole concept of smart versus hard. What I always say is that whether it's smart or hard, the common denominator is work. If you do not put in the work, nothing is going to happen. So stay focused, stay task oriented. I love it. Um, The next question. You can create create strategies and read books and uh, figure out, you know, like it's it's almost like you're you're not. If you're not doing, yeah. you're, I don't know, it's like uh, playing any game, being in the zone, you know, uh, being, sure. being in the zone. You're not thinking about anything else except to use football, catching that football, making that touchdown, whatever. Yeah. You know, you're not thinking about what you're doing or after the game or before the game. You're in the game. Yeah. You just said something, that's, again, totally not planned, but I knew this was going to come up, and it did quite often. Um, any book recommendations? I mean, I read a lot. There's a lot of books uh, specifically from ex-military around leadership and mindset and fortitude and so on and so forth. Um, do you I know you read, but do you have any uh, recommendations specifically or around, you know, mindset? I don't know. I think for me, I just don't know how someone else is going to tell me how to be committed to something. I, I like it, it either inspires you or it doesn't. And when something inspires you, yeah. you believe you, you're committed to it and then adversity is going to show up and then it's either going to shut you down or you're going to prevail. So again, going back to that commitment, as far as uh, reading a book to be able to tell you how to do that, I yeah. don't have any recommendations because you're just going to keep spinning your wheels. You just get out there and be committed and passionate to what it is that you are. I, I, I thank you so much for that answer because this is something that I, I talk about a lot. 
And even though I wrote a book, I still, in my book, I tell people, just go do the work, right? There's nothing really new out there. It's just repurposed, repackaged, remarketed. At the end of the day, go live your life, right? Like literally go live your life. I always say live your life, not someone else's, but get off the technology, take your head out of the book for a moment and go explore, go see what's going on around the world. And, and I think it's so critical that, yes, there are great book recommendations that may inspire you to then take that action and be task oriented. Absolutely. But nothing beats just disconnecting, right? And just go explore and discover what you're capable of, uh, of doing. Um, this is, uh, we have two, I think, two more questions. This one um, is really about, uh, and I had to figure out how to, how to kind of frame this up, physical versus mental toughness. Which one? If you had to choose one, um, which I, I don't know why you would ever have to, but if you had to, what would your preference be and why? Oh, I mean, without a doubt, mental, mental toughness. Uh, the mind, it's, I think, I don't know, you, you, can, you can survive, you can live life fine without, I don't know, uh, going to the gym every day, but your mind, you're, it's like you're, it is your fortress, and if your yeah. fortress is weak, um, you're going to allow life to control or have a lot larger say in who you are, what self-worth is, what sure. um, what your goals are, what your desires are, um, what your breaking point is. So you're giving up that control uh, without having a strong mind. And yeah. I think definitely mind trumps body, but they're both, you know, you, you need both. You really do. You need to stay healthy and, and go to the gym, train, yeah. and, and work on your your mind. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Kathy Fleck wrote, um, she's listening in. Thank you, Kathy. She said, our minds don't know the difference between imagination and reality, <clears throat> which I thought was really powerful. And uh, Rich Rains wrote, if they can get you to quit, you will quit, which I think is pretty, pretty powerful statement. Um, and then uh, uh, Anthony said, uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable, um, which I think he liked that. Um, the last question <clears throat> that came in um, this was an interesting one. It's really about any tips you have on how to manage stress. And I want to preface that um, I've yet to meet anybody in the 45 years I've been alive that does not have some sort of stress. Everybody deals with stressors, right? Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, whatever it may be. Um, and it's really not so much the, sh- the, the stress. The stress, I believe, is the reaction to, right? It's your relationship to whatever's happening in your life. It's showing up as stress. Stress kills more people than anything else. Um, so what are some tips? How do you manage stress? What would you offer up to people who are listening? Well, I think in the moment, breathing, breathing is essential. Yeah. Um, when you're in a stressful situation, your heart rate's going to get elevated. The blood's going to be pumping. Your mind's going to be racing and you're, you're going to start not thinking clearly. Right. Um, you have to take a moment and focus on your breath, uh, the inhale and the exhale and, and calm yourself and clear your mind so you can make the right decision and choice in the next moment. Like, let me just give you a, you know, a little example. Sure. Uh, I, I was diving and I was in a cave and I was probably about 110 feet down in the water and I was with a bunch of guys uh, and I went down this, it was a one way in, one way out, but the silt was kicked up and the, I turned around and all I saw was a wall of silt. Okay. Um, and at that moment, that's when your heart, you're like, I'm, I'm in a cave. I'm 110 feet down. And we've made all the preparations for sure. 
this kind of thing. But uh, your your heart starts to race. You know, you're like, oh, and you have to think about, well, I only have so much air, and I have to get out of this cave. So survival kicks in, and that's when you have to calm yourself. You have to breathe in, slow your breath, because you don't want to suck up all your air. You don't know what it was. It was just a hand over hand to get out. But the thing is, like, you have to, in the moment, calm yourself because yeah. things can go wrong. I mean, when you're playing at a certain level, your things can go south really quickly. So yeah. you, you, in the moment, you need to have the wherewithal to instantaneously calm yourself to, to have that clear thought. Yeah, I mean, breathing, I think, is one of the most underrated, most accessible yet one of the most challenging things to do, you know, yoga, just, yeah, just focus on the breath, nothing else, just the breath. Yeah. Just the breath. I mean, I remember the first time I did mindfulness training um, and anyone else who's listening to this has probably had a similar exercise where, you know, they, you, you get present, you listen to your breath. Um, then, you know, you eat a raisin for about a minute. And, and again, you're just, you're paying attention to your body and how you're breathing and where your focus is. And it's an incredibly powerful, powerful exercise to do. And it's something I'm glad you brought up. And anybody can do it. I mean, you could do it in your bed before you get out of bed or actually before you before you actually go to sleep. Just taking some deep breaths in through your nose and holding it for a couple seconds and letting it out. It really helps to recenter. Um, so I love that. And I, and I hope if anyone's listening, they're not diving 110 feet underwater. By the way, what what you said that silk? What was silk? Oh, so, so it was inside a cave. So it was 110 feet down in a cave. Okay. Um, and if you can't see where you're going, I mean, right. people, it's easy to get disoriented and sure. go through all your air. And it's it's dangerous. But in those moments, yeah. uh, no matter what they are in life, uh, regardless if it's life and death, uh, I think that focusing on your breath and for just a, you know uh, maybe 30 seconds yeah. um, focusing on the inhale and exhale uh calming your your heart and and you're creating that space in your brain definitely um jared i want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and your busy life to um just to be here today and for everyone to learn a little bit more about you know mindset and, and, and kind of how to toughen your mind and, and not overcomplicating it, not not having it be something that is so high level that people have to go take courses and classes. Um, so thank you so much, first and foremost, for your service, for your friendship and for really just being here today. Um, I'm incredibly. Yeah, I'm incredibly grateful um, to both know you and to have you on the show. Um, your information's up here. People want to contact you. Your social handles are here. Your email. Um, it's his name at Gmail. You can find him also on LinkedIn. Um, if you've got more questions about mindset, uh, you've got questions about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, specifically how to maybe deal with the situation. Um, this is a man who is well equipped um, and, and really understands how to strengthen your mind. So I highly recommend reaching out to him if you have any further questions. Um, Jared, thank you so much. Stay, stick around. I, we'll talk to you in a minute, you and I. Um, I just want to wrap up here and um, really just kind of ends as I normally do uh, with some parting thoughts because um, there is, I guess, well, a lot, a lot that can be said about how to strengthen, you know, your mind. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in you got to try things out. You got to try things out to see what works and you've got to figure out that, <clears throat> 
if you continue to play it safe, um, you know, you're going to just continue to get what you get. And so I want to just share with you um, listening. There's there's some things that you should not do if you, in fact, want to develop a, a stronger mindset. These are things that um, I've been doing um, in my life, working with my coach. It's what I work with my clients on. And um, the first thing is don't fear being alone. I think so many people fear the intimacy um, of just being by themselves, right? When, and it's easy to do, but we're bombarded with so much technology and so many distractions, but nothing can replace just spending time being by yourself, with yourself, your own thoughts. Um, so don't fear that. In fact, detach from technology. Um, don't dwell on the past too much. You know, I, I, past is a place of reference. It's not a place to set up shop. And I, I, I can't stress this enough. I think the past is a great place to learn from in your present moment. But um, don't spend too much time hanging out there. That's not where life's going to happen. Um, don't feel the world owes you. This is something I think, you know, we talk about being grateful and, and having gratitude. Um, and I think a lot of people talk about it as a topic. I don't know if they actually um, embody it. It's challenging sometimes. But the world doesn't owe you anything. Okay? You can want a lot of things. And you may need certain things, but the world's going to ultimately give you just what you need when you need it. So give up that the world owes you something because you will be waiting for a very long time. Um, don't expect immediate results. Anything that's worth doing is worth waiting for. If you put in the work, then be patient and, and, and really be intentional about what you're, what you're striving for. Um, don't worry about pleasing everybody. You're never going to do it. It's not possible. And trying to chase that standard of making everybody else happy is only going to make you unhappy in the long run. Um, don't waste time being a victim. Like being a victim is comfortable. It's familiar. A lot of people do it. I've done it. I'll do it. What I tell my clients, other people is if you want to be a victim, then then own it. Be a victim. Embrace it. Actually, throw a pity party is what I call it. You can invite friends, go out for drinks, do whatever it is you want to do. Have cake. I don't care. But declare at what point in time the pity party the victim is done, put it in a box, and move on. The other thing is don't waste energy on certain things. There are certain things in life that just simply don't require as much energy and focus. This is people. This is priorities, right? If this is something that's not bringing back to your heart or enriching your brain, it's probably not something that you need to be focusing too much time on. Um, don't let others influence your, you know, your emotional state. I think that um, far too often we get caught up and look, and I get it, it's, it's hard not to, but at the end of the day, you're going to be in a situation where there are going to always be people that influence you. And, and that's, that's impossible not to let that happen. But just try to manage those emotions, manage exactly, you know, how, how much influence or how much credence um, that these things are having on you. And the others don't resent other people's success. You know, you can be envious, you can be jealous. Um, but instead of hating on somebody, why not go find out what it is that they've done right or what it is, how they got to where they are and see maybe that's something that you want to do. Maybe you could learn from them instead of putting them down, right? It's just negative energy. It does not do you any good. Um, don't shirk your responsibilities. Look, just be accountable. You have to be accountable. You have to have integrity. You've got to own your word, okay? A lot of people 
you know, this is something they struggle with. You know, I'll be there in five minutes. I'll do this. I'll do that. They don't show up. They're ghost. If you really want to make a difference in someone's life, aside from being present when they're talking to you, show up. But they ask you to do something, show up, right? When you are not being responsible or accountable, people notice. That is your reputation. That is the perception. That's the reality. The thing is, don't fear calculated risks. And I want to be really clear about this. You're going to take risks, but don't be irresponsible, right? There's responsible and there's irresponsible. Take responsible risks. Nothing is guaranteed, so why not step out and try something? As Jared mentioned before, set that line, set that limit, right, and keep pushing it a little bit further. Um, and then the last thing is, you know, don't give up after you fail. And I know that people talk about this all the time. I talk about this all the time about perseverance and persistence. This is so, so important. When you fail, as I always say, you know, obstacles are just opportunities in disguise. When you fail, that is the moment of truth. That is when you will learn who you are and what you are made of. And for anybody who's listening to this, I recommend, you know, embracing the fail, right? You can call it fail forward, fail in, whatever it is, just embrace it. Because at the end of the day, if you're not failing, then I question, are you living? Um, I want to just end with one thing, which is you had a purpose. You had a purpose before anybody else on this planet had an opinion. And your job, your goal in life should be to discover what that is and then go live that purpose. So my invitation and my ask of everyone listening today is to embrace what your purpose is, even if it's the purpose for the moment or the day or the week. Embrace what it is. Go after it. Get messy. Don't be afraid of what other people think. Listen to what you feel. But don't be afraid to fail. That is what life is about. That is what strengthening your mindset is all about. If you really want to do it, then do the work. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today. Um, you know, this is a topic that is near and dear heart, and I know it is for a lot of other people. And I want to just say, um, if you are struggling with something or you're fighting some, you know, some battle or some internal um, emotional state or whatever it may be, the bottom line is, is that there's always possibility. There's always hope. There's always a way for you to move forward. And so I invite everyone listening today to go out there and have a beautiful day, a powerful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, my name is Joshua Miller. I am your host for Coach's Corner. Uh, tune in as special time on Monday, uh, this coming Monday. I have a special guest at a special time. And I want to just thank everybody. Um, for listening today. Remember to live your life, not somebody else's. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.